Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. This is episode number 77, and today our special guest is Megan Elizabeth. Now, Megan and I connected recently in a Facebook group, and I knew I had to have her on this show for all of your parents, as summertime can can tend to get filled with some empty space. So Megan's going to be here to share with us today some ideas you can use to fill your kids with activities and keep their brains and their bodies active. So let me just introduce you to Megan. Megan is the founder and leading educator at Above Ruby's Studio. She's multi-passionate, award-winning, and an entrepreneur whose primary focus is to encourage women live to live a life they love. Sorry, Megan. (laughs) No worries. Feeling beautiful, creative, and balanced. Above Ruby's studio was started in 2008 as an outlet for Megan's postpartum depression. It quickly grew into a global phenomenon when Megan shared her love for making professional style crafts simple for anyone with the Cricut machine. Megan has won multiple awards for her educational DVDs and her innovative paper line. She's also won several awards in her direct sales partnerships. You may have even seen Megan from time to time on both HSN and QVC. She has recently taken her heart for women to help them start up and run their own successful online business while still being mom or maintaining life's other priorities. Megan has a club exclusively for crafters and an online mentorship program for women ready to take action with their creative passions and business. And Megan is also the mom to three kids and is committed to her relationship with coffee. She can't (laughs) go a day without without a good lip color and she's crazy obsessed with fun singing. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that kind of sums it up right there. Awesome. (laughs) Coffee and singing, you know, all those other fun things that go into life. (laughs) You instantly break into song at at a whim. I I do. You got to be careful. I feel like my friends can't handle being friends with me if they don't expect to break into a musical number. (laughs) That's so funny because my kids laugh at me because sometimes they'll be talking and all of a sudden I'll just start singing songs about what they're talking about and they're like, mom, just stop. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, our kids would get along great. <laughs> Excellent. So I want to go back to the beginning because your background is, is so diverse, and I really want to bring your passion to my audience for crafting. So let's go back to the beginning and talk about why you created Above Ruby's Studio. 
So I guess you could say from the time I was a little girl, I had always really had a passion for being creative, uh, being artistic. I actually wanted Above Ruby Studio to be my own hair salon because I wanted women to feel beautiful inside and out. Um, yes. But I was, as time went on and life happened, I was having seizures and all kinds of things that prevented me from continuing behind a salon chair. And I entered into the online world and had two kids and I was dealing with postpartum depression and I just started really getting into scrapbooking. My very first real scrapbook was my wedding actually. Mm -hmm. And I was on um, bed rest with my kids and really got into that creative therapy of, hey, I may not be able to do all the things that I normally like to do and be very active with, but this is telling my story and it's so much more personal and deep. And when I found the Cricut machine, it made it beautiful. It made it easy. And that's what I loved so much about it for me. And no, that's amazing. And you talked about being able to find a place where you just felt beautiful and it was just your place to be. And a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I talked about getting to the state of flow and yeah. about how when you enter into flow, it becomes this magical place where time evaporates and you come out on the other side feeling so refreshed and so renewed. So I love that you were able to channel your energies in this creative way to really help you get out of a time in your life when, you know, it could have gone the other way really easily. Right. And I've seen a lot of people take it the other way and, and not just fully sit in going, okay, intentionally, how do I embrace this time? How do I go through this time? How do I get the help I need, but also work within myself and, and find that flow, just like you said. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, we were meant to be on this show together because we're both so passionate about kids and activities and really keeping them engaged. So yeah. now with all these extra hours of summer, I know one of the things that my kids say to me is that, mom, I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> so tell us why you think it's important for kids to be artistic and to be creative, especially in the summertime. Uh, well, I think that it engages so many different levels of the brain, of motor skills, of different parts that we're not even aware of completely on a conscious level. And I have seen with my kids, uh, kind of going all the way back to like 2012, um, we went through a pretty big separation and change in our family. And the kids and I moved out to Wisconsin from Pennsylvania, everything that they've known for family and everything. Um, and being separated from their dad was very hard. And what I really, that was kind of my aha moment in 2012 with my kids of this is more than just arts and crafts. This is an outlet for them. This is a way for them to express and to remember moments and to um, engage their brains and their emotions in a more deep and meaningful way. And so my kids started their own little scrapbooks and they were not, you know, the picture perfect little like put this picture here stick a sticker here it was <laughs> drawing and coloring and getting messy with the ink and being very tactile and feel and very expressive but it's something that even to this day five years later they still look back on and go hey mom do you remember when we sat down and did that and it created that moment and that experience for us as a family working through things as well as kind of giving them a chance and an outlet to just express whatever it was and to have fun with it and not feel like it had to fit into this picture perfect little mold of I have to throw the ball just right to make it in the basket or I have to, you know, add the math just together just so and it makes the right 
you know, equation. It's, it was freedom in that, for, from that standpoint in what we were doing, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just the, the ability to express in their own way, in the ways that they feel comfortable doing, and then to look back and, and, and remember those times where maybe they were feeling lots of joy, or maybe they were going through some struggles, but to really right. take them back and have a tangible something to really document that time frame. Because I know for me as a mom, you know, probably lots of moms do this. We take tons of pictures on our phones and they just sit there. Yeah. We don't ever do anything yeah. with them. So if there are other moms like me who take a lot of pictures, but they want to start doing things like scrapbooking with their kids. Yes. How would you recommend they get started? Well, first of all, I think I definitely want to just tell any mom out there that's listening and going, oh my gosh, like <laughs> one more thing to do, right? Sometimes I feel like caught up in, hey, there's just one more thing now that I have to do with my kids. And it really does have does not have to be complicated. It can be very, very simple. Um, there are things out there called like smash books, um, different types of notebooks that are available that you don't have to go out and buy a huge craft room stock supply of all the stickers and all the fancy embellishments and everything. Just keeping it simple with your pictures, get them printed off. It's really important to do that um, and allow the kids to sort of cut them up and to just be with the memories and get creative with just a simple notebook and maybe some crafting markers. You know, I wouldn't say like, you have to go out and like, do it all right off the bat. Just start experimenting, get a little bit intentional in saying, hey, this is something that um, if they're going to be, you know, finger painting and arts and crafts and doing different things anyway, take it from the coloring book to family memories. And you'll be surprised what kind of unfolds from your kids' memories themselves and the stories that they'll come back and tell you um, that you might not have even seen or had the perspective of from that day or from that moment when you took the picture itself. I love that. And I love that you said, start simple. You don't have to go buy everything right away. Be intentional, start small, and then you can build from there if it's something that your kids really resonate with. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to talk about children's development. And again, we're talking about crafting and scrapbooking. How does participating in the arts help children to develop the skills they're going to need in school and in life? I think that's that's a great question. And, you know, I, I was actually homeschooled um, from first grade all the way through high school. And I've been homeschooling my kids as well. Um, they did go to... Uh, private school for two years early on, kind of similar to me, but um, I see them be able to process their process, the skills that they need in school a lot clearer because they're given a freedom and a confidence in creativity. And I think that that's true with many kids um, in general. I, and, you know, I don't have any, I'm no scientist, anybody, you know, here to back up anything from that standpoint, but um, I just see a confidence come out in kids when they're given that creativity and they're given the freedom to express themselves and to create with their hands. There's such a mind, body, spirit that goes into creativity when we make things and we have that sense of I accomplished something that I think really does translate into their academic world. And, um, you know, for me, I, I just think that if my mom hadn't been so creative and encouraging that from such an early age, where would I have been, you know? And I, yeah, <laughs> I think it's very true for my kids and any kid as well. 
And I think you mentioned something that was really important there, and that's the bit about confidence. Because in public school, anyway, there's such a such pressure for kids to perform well on tests. And if they don't perform well, they get labeled or they get remediated. And kids can quickly really lose that spark and that joy of learning. They just feel like it's not for them. So finding places where they can be creative and they can really express themselves and there's no judgment, it is just action. Right. I think it's more important than ever to give our kids those opportunities where they can grow in confidence by doing one little baby step and then the next step and then the next step. And all of a sudden that confidence radiates to every part of our life, especially academics when, you know, there's not a lot of time to be engaging and, and do, do things where they can be creative. It's really sort of by the book in the box. This is how you do it. This is when you do it. So to give them the freedom to choose their tools, to choose a space to do it, to really choose their own medium, it is so powerful. Right, right. I agree 100%. And I think, I know for me, and, and I've experienced it with my kids, is that they retain so much more when they get that opportunity to be creative. So when you really do see them maybe struggling in an area in school, if there is a way that you can translate it into something creative to turn it around, you may start seeing a breakthrough for your kids as well. At least that's my own personal experience. Absolutely. And I've experienced that with my own kids as well as you know, running a performing arts school for 16 years. You know, you know. <laughs> and, and they, you know, they are so shy or they're doing really poorly in school, but all of a sudden they get introduced to a new medium, which they may not have experienced before and something shifts in them. And you see them slowly coming out of their shell. And I love watching this experience for them because they start to really appreciate who they are. Yes. They appreciate their gifts. And all of a sudden, they just feel good about themselves. And there's no greater gift that we can give to our kids as parents than the ability to feel confident and know that who you are and what you are brings value to the world. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. So I want to talk a little bit about leadership now, um, something that's really important, you know, for me personally with my kids and for the kids to come to us every week for lessons is to really start mentoring the values of leadership. And what does a good leader look like? How do you think that by participating in arts and crafts and, and being able to be creative is ultimately fostering better leaders for our country? I, I personally believe that when you're given, well, going back to the earlier point, that boost of confidence and being able to complete something and being mm -hmm. able to say, hey, I did this, it creates a sense of ownership. When you have a sense of ownership over something, it also creates a sense of responsibility. And taking personal responsibility in things mm -hmm. is a very, a very powerful and impactful role, impactful trait, I guess is what, what I'm trying to say, for leadership. And so from that standpoint alone, when they're able to plug in, even even as something as simple as scrapbooking, and they're learning to kind of put the pictures in a way that tells their story and in a way, it's problem solving skills at a very rudimentary level. It's very basic level that they might not even consciously realize. But as they start putting those pieces together, they're chronological putting stories into chronological order. They're telling things in a way that is very important in leadership as we foster the next generation and groom them for success of what is to come. 
for our next year. Yeah, and the bit about storytelling is so vital too, because as we move more into the online space and more people are sharing via video like this, mm -hmm. being able to tell your story in a way that makes sense, in a way that causes people to experience emotion, and to really just make your point with a story is such an important skill. I know that in interviewing different people who want to come work for me, I'm sometimes just in awe at the lack of skills in that area as far as communication and storytelling, you know, where it becomes really hard to even draw these, these you know, one word answers out of somebody. So again, right. giving the kids these tools to put them in front of other people, let them lead by example, and then really just give them the tools to be a great storyteller. I think that is, again, hugely important to our kids. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I just think that it's something that we miss a lot when we're just so phone and tech savvy, mm -hmm. that, that tactile hand-eye, everything that goes into writing it out or, or putting it out into a creative way really is valuable for our kids. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a big lover of technology. And so, you know, what so I do, I try to incorporate the technology and teach my kids how to use it because these are good skills. You know, this summer, my oldest daughter was in charge of grabbing some things from one email service provider and moving it to another and being able to upload and put things on the website. I mean, these are all marketable skills that seem really simple because we do it every day. But right. if we can then give them that responsibility and that ownership of the project, they're going to start looking for ways and opportunities to do more of that. So I think that's um, amazing for our kids. Yeah, raising it to the next level. I know my son absolutely loves making his own videos. Um, mm. He loves setting up Legos and creating, you know, skate parks to out of boxes and then recording it and then editing a video. <laughs> I love that. Together, right? That it's so amazing. And um, he's so creative in that. And I just, I love watching him kind of take those way his mind works. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for that. I just want to continue to remember, like, you have to foster that. You have to yes. encourage that. You have to, you know, you may not have to take him to Disney World. He may be just fine if he, you know what I mean? I think we, we can get hard on ourselves as parents thinking like, oh, I have to provide all I, of it. I agree. All of it. If I don't do it all, they're going to be lost. And I think just fostering those little things and remembering that and, and nurturing that is raising them to be the leaders that I think we all as parents desire them to be. So, Yeah, and even just a simple act of recognizing the things that you see in your kids, the things that they're doing that you're just, you're just in awe of because you maybe never would have thought about that, but they're solving their problems in their own way. Yes. And that's a really cool thing to see as a mom or as a teacher that, oh, okay, she didn't have the tools that she needed, so she took this and this and this, but was still able to get to this other point that's really, really cool to watch. Yep. And sometimes it goes wrong. I will say yep. sometimes it goes wrong. He, he wanted to get very creative and <laughs> prank on mommy. Oh, so no. He tried to rig up one of those, you know, you open the door and the water falls on mommy's head kind of thing. Thought it would be really funny. But the wooden plank is what fell on mommy instead and broke oh, mommy's dress. No. So oh, sometimes no. creativity can go awry. <laughs> Well, I love that you're laughing about it because I think the more we're able to allow ourselves as parents to be creative and think outside the box, the more we're able to adapt to certain situations that we never could experience or expect to happen. 
But the fact that we can come out on the other side and it just becomes a funny family memory for years right. to come. Absolutely. And just <laughs> like, hey, probably wasn't the smartest choice <laughs> you could have made, but I totally appreciate your creativity and wanting to play the prank. That was really cool. Yeah, just, exactly. Now we're going to go to the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> On the other side of that, we'll, we'll talk about the cool stuff when I get back home after getting a cast on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here's a question that I get a lot from people, yeah. and I, I'd love to hear your response to this. Okay. I have a lot of parents who will say to me, I'll, I'll say, hey, try this at home with your kids, or maybe do this, and they'll say, but I'm not creative. I could never think about that. Uh -huh. What would you tell those parents when they tell you they're not creative? So I would have been one of those parents for a long time to say, and, and it still shocks people. I'm like, I'm not creative. <laughs> I'm not that creative. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, you know, I can look at other people and we can play this kind of comparison game of like, I'm not artistic or I'm not a dancer or I'm not, you know, gifted musically or we can, we, I think even as adults, we all can foster that inner, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Instead yes. of just embracing and being intentional to say, Okay, but what am I? And I think it's the same thing that creativity can teach our children is, okay, what, but what am I? So from that standpoint, there are no rules mm -hmm. from the sense of scrapbooking. From what, from what I try to teach and embrace and do, there, there are not rules. Yes, aesthetically, there's things that may be more pleasing than others. Yes, there may be um, quicker ways to do things. Yes, there may be more time-saving you know, whatever tools that make the job easier. But to me, when you're telling your story, it's your story. There's no wrong way to do it. So back to the earlier, like just get a simple like smash book and some glue and some crafting markers and call it a day. Don't worry about having all the right things. Don't feel like it has to be a right way. Don't compare your story, your process, your creativity to yeah. other parents. Don't create it to compare it, your kids to other kids, make it an intentional part of your experience together. Make it an intentional part of the memories that you create. Because, you know, to the point of even raising better leaders for our, for the next generation, um, I think so much of the kids just miss that intentional time from our from parents and get so busy going from the next activity to the next sport to the next thing. And not that any of those things are wrong, because they're they're definitely not. They foster something very important for our kids. But if we can just kind of sometimes slow down and take that time to mm -hmm. say, it doesn't have to be this perfect picture, and let's just enjoy these moments together. Yeah, and so many good nuggets in, in that little section of what you <laughs> just said. The first one was to be intentional. And it's really hard, I find, as a mom and a business owner and doing a million things and worrying about everyone's schedule to find time to be intentional because some days it feels like the world is just going and you're just like floating in the wind and going with it. Yeah. But if we can remember to just take five minutes or 10 minutes and spend that time praising our kids or just sitting next to them when they're doing an activity. And I have to admit that with a 14-year-old, it's getting harder for me to sit next to her because that's not cool anymore to have mom so close to you. But I keep trying and I keep singing and doing funny things with her just because it makes her laugh or even if it makes her grumpy, there's still a response and I'm I'm intentionally engaging with her. Right. And you also talked about not comparing. 
because I think that's really, really hard too, especially when it comes to academics. Mm -hmm. And I know in my culture, my mom is Korean, so there's a lot of pressure on wanting to do really well academically. And it's, you know, they're so proud to share their kids' successes. But for the kid, you know, it doesn't feel so good all the time when they'll say, you know, hey, so-and-so got a better grade than you, or they scored higher on this, and they got into this college. And it's like, well, that's cool for them. On the other side, I can say, you know, I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't want to compare. And while I may see something and internalize it, I don't ever want my kids to feel like I'm comparing them to their sibling or somebody else because there's no winning there. It is just, you know, all downhill when we start bringing in the comparing side by side. So this journey that you're talking about, about scrapbooking and letting our kids really just create their own path. We're so conditioned from having, you know, from being in school and to having that structured time that when we let go of the structure sometimes, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. But I think that in those uncomfortable moments, that's when we can experience the most joy and the most growth and the most flow. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Fantastic. So if someone's listening today and they really want to just spend 30 minutes with their day, they want to carve out a 30-minute block of time with their kids and work on something like scrapbooking, you know, what what should they do first? Should they set up a space? Should they gather supplies they already have? Like, what is a good starting point for them that they could listen today and by the weekend they could be doing this? So one thing that I would suggest is to definitely start printing your photos. So Mm. that's like first thing, get them off of your devices, get them off of the computer, start getting them printed. Um, I actually use a service that they give you a hundred free photos Mm. a month for free. You just have to pay the shipping, um, which is really cool. Like that there's, there's services out there. You can search for different apps that they really will send you your photos and, and get that, get that, started. So that's the first thing is get your photos from your phone, because I think we're all out there taking those pictures (laughs) regularly. You don't have to have a fancy DSLR camera. Again, no comparison to great photographers out there. Even the really blurry photos contain a story. Okay. So um, that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing that I would suggest is just having a place that you want them to go. So whether you use something like a smash book, a passion planner, a actual scrapbook, um, there's a system out there called Project Life where you basically just insert photos um, and cards into an album. You don't even have to glue them onto anything. You can just slide them in the slots. There are so many options out there um, that I love to share and talk about, but don't be overwhelmed by all the options, (laughs) you know, just kind of say, okay, let's get these photos and even just give them to the kids and say, Hey, what do you think we should do with these? Hmm, Hand hand them a sack of 20 photos and say, Hey, what can we make with these photos? What can we do? And and let the kids kind of come up with some ideas. They'll surprise you. You don't always have to structure every last little area. No, I mean, I know my, my daughter has already said, Oh, can I just, can I just make a photo collage? Can I just go put them on a poster board? That's give that, give that freedom, give that option, get yeah. a couple of photos printed out, you know, get duplicates. That's okay. Um, and really, and go with, go with that kind of starting point. 
I love that. And I so, hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you went back to your whole premise at the beginning saying that it just needs to be simple. Just grab what you have, figure out the tools you think you want to start with, start there, and then you can scale if it's appropriate. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. So I want to shift gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot about the kids and them being creative. Why is it important, especially for busy mamas, to make time to do things like this for themselves? Well, for me, I, I will say, um, I have realized throughout my journey, and I've gone through a lot. I, I started, like I said, I kind of started above Ruby Studio and crafting out of a place of postpartum depression, bed rest. I had several miscarriages mm -hmm. and a lot of different things had happened in my personal journey that made me kind of stop and go, hey, this has been an outlet for me all along, whether it's um, Bible journaling or whether it was, you know, just sketching. And I am not, I have no drawing abilities whatsoever. I have no fancy calligraphy or handwriting skills whatsoever. But there was something very therapeutic to me of being able to like sit down and just use colors and get it out. And I think that it is something that is very, it's very reflective of what's going on inside of us. When we take that little bit of time, it's very meditative and very almost therapeutic to mm -hmm. just release it out. And it's another really creative way of all that, all that noise that goes on in our own heads, all the busyness of the day, all of the, um, the craziness that happens to just kind of let it flow out to get it on paper. So it's not taking up all this space up here, causing stress and turmoil and getting it out. I'm a big fan of using things like passion planners to kind of look to where I want my life to go, to get that intentional point across of saying like, Hey, even something as fun as a, you know, and planners are becoming more and more popular in our culture. And it's almost like, wait, we're planning to plan. And now it's getting more overwhelming. I don't want to, I don't want to add it from the standpoint of, oh my gosh, it's one more thing to do and it's overwhelming. But if you can kind of embrace that simplicity of it, and of course, if you love doing the big fancy things, go for it, go to what's, what feels right and comfortable to you and fits your lifestyle. But again, don't compare, don't compare what fits your lifestyle to what you may see on Pinterest or on Instagram or on YouTube. Um, find that niche and that groove and that flow that feels right to you where you can be expressive and be intentionally creating the life that you desire and are after. And I think, you know, planning and, and getting it out and just visualizing it is a huge part of that for a mom. Yes, I totally agree. I think as moms, we sometimes lose track of ourselves in the day-to-day goings-on of our kids. And we don't, we don't make time to be intentional with ourselves and give ourselves, you know, even five minutes. We kind of get up start running and moving. And so it could be as simple as, you know, getting up a little earlier, which I struggle with personally, you know, mornings are hard for me, or having <laughs> some time out in the evening where you can just doodle or draw or scrapbook or something. And um, I talked about the therapeutic nature of coloring and all the coloring books that are popping up these days. And yeah. even just something where you can zone out, you can just do something different than you normally do, change the routine, to where it starts to become part of your your habits and your self-care that you can enjoy time for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100%. <laughs> We're reaching the end of our time together. And I want to, first of all, thank you for your amazing time and your willingness to be here today. 
I want to make sure that my listeners know how to connect with you. Where should they go to find out more about what you do and how you're serving moms and families? Uh, well, my blog is always up and available at AboveRubyStudio.com. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, most of them are at the hashtag at by Megan E. And um, my main website where you can find all about the She Makes Crafters Club, uh, the She Works Club, and all the other fun things that I'm doing are available at ByMeganElizabeth.com. Excellent. And I will make sure I put all those in the show notes as well for this episode so they can just link directly to you and reach out if they have questions. Great. Well, Before we say goodbye, though, do you have one parting piece of advice or something that you want to reiterate that we talked about today about the importance of really being creative and, and scrapbooking or just really being involved in the arts and why we all need to participate in that? Well, I think that it really is just so important to think about from the standpoint of finding that creative outlet that speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Finding that one little thing that you can come alongside of your kids or for yourself and just get expressive, get creative and get the busy noise that kind of goes on in the autopilot in the busyness mm -hmm. of the life that we're in. Slow down. Don't compare to Pinterest. Don't compare to Instagram. Don't compare to all the other things that are going on in the noise in the world around you. And just say, this is my life. This is my story. And these are the moments that I'm going to enjoy. That is so amazing. Thank you for sharing all the goodness today. I will make sure that people can connect with you directly. But just... I honor you for being here and carving out this space in the world where you're helping to empower mamas to, to feel good about themselves. You're helping kids feel good about themselves, growing confident leaders for the next generation. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. To really accelerate your ability to unleash your child's superpowers and raise smarter kids through the arts, we're creating loads of new resources, ways to connect, and ways to celebrate your successes. You can join our free Facebook community by visiting theartsmartparent.com or just search up Raising Smart Kids 2.0 on Facebook. I look forward to seeing you inside our community.